Welcome to the Stress Meeting Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Miller, and I'm delighted that you're here. Today, as we end what has been one of the craziest years that I can remember living, we are going to talk about abundance. In a year where we've experienced scarcity from everything to toilet, from toilet paper to social interactions, abundance does seem like maybe a stretch. But I'm hopeful that after we chat today, you'll be able to recognize places in your life that are abundant, even in the midst of this year when there's so much scarcity. As we get started, I'd like to point out that frequently we consider abundance from a financial standpoint. I would submit that abundance is not a dollar amount, it's a mindset. And oftentimes when we cultivate abundance in areas of our life that are not financial, We experience financial abundance that kind of flows our way. A lot of people have a tendency to wait to explore abundance until they feel like they have financial abundance. And this leaves us in a place where we miss out on so many opportunities to see abundance. So if you feel like abundance is solely financial, I would invite you today to open your mind a little bit and identify some ways abundance It operates in your life right now that don't have anything to do with money. That being said, let's start out with a definition of abundance. This is something that we covered in my mindful wellness course at the beginning of December. And it was really fun to see all the different ways that abundance manifests itself in the lives of our course members. So abundance mindset is a recognition that there are limitless opportunities available. Let me repeat that. An abundance mindset is a recognition that there are limitless opportunities available. It doesn't say that you have to have a certain amount in your bank account or that you have to have a certain number of skills. We can consider abundance from a variety of perspectives, right? We can think about it in terms of opportunity, in terms of skill, in terms of connection, in terms of nature, in terms of money, in terms of job opportunity, in terms of growth. There are so many ways to think of abundance. And so just crack open your understanding of it a little bit and let all that opportunity flow in. Let yourself become cognizant of all the different ways you can experience abundance. And then as you do that, we're going to give you two steps to use to recognize abundance more readily. And then I'm going to invite you to practice finding abundance each day. Deepak Chopra said, abundance is not something we acquire. It's something we tune into. And I totally agree. There are so many opportunities to see abundance each day. And the more we point our minds in that direction, the more and more we'll see it. So if you can set the goal to just find one abundant thing each day, even if it's an abundance of complaints or it's an abundance of exhaustion or whatever it is, if you can see abundance, you'll, your brain will be trained to look for it and then it will start to crop up all over the place. So a lot of times when we have a goal or we have an idea of what life will look like or we're working towards something, we have a plan laid out, which is really great and fantastic. There are times though when that life or our our goal doesn't go according to plan. 
I know in my life I've had a number of experiences where that has been the case, where I've had a plan in place, whether it was for how my family was going to grow or what I was going to do for a job or all, you know, all different scenarios where I thought something was going to go a certain way and then it didn't. In those moments, it can be really, really hard to find abundance. And just like this year, 2020, that's been really challenging. Moments that kind of shut us down and seem to block our way forward can make abundance feel like it's really, really far away. Helen Keller said, when one door closes, another opens, but often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one which has been opened for us. So abundance mindset is all about learning to look. So here are the two steps that I'd invite you to take to see abundance. Notice where you currently experience it. This is really key to noticing what abundance feels like. You want to understand it like from a bodily sense. What is the felt sense of abundance? When you're overflowing, when you're vast and limitless, what aspects of your life right now, maybe financial, mental, emotional, spiritual, creative, are completely unbound. Where do you feel that sense of a full to overflowing? There are a lot of times that I can remember in my own life where I looked for abundance in places where I was experiencing scarcity. So I was trying to force it in certain spaces in my life instead of seeing it where it was. So I spent a lot of time and energy focusing on where I wasn't experiencing abundance, like in the hope that it would somehow come to that space. And I would compare myself to other people. I would compare myself again to my plan. I'd watch, I'd watch all around me and just feel like a victim. Primarily this was around infertility because I would feel like there um, was not abundance for me in that space. And it wasn't fair that there were all these other people having that experience and it was not my experience. But those types of observations didn't lead me to any feelings of abundance. The more I thought in that way, the more I felt closed off, shut down, frustrated, victimized, anxious. They just focused my attention more keenly on my lack, those thoughts. When I learned about abundance and gradually started to shift my focus to the ways that my own life was abundant, instead of the ways it was scarce, more abundance became my reality. And this is a story I shared in my class last a few weeks ago where I talked about how there came a point in my journey with infertility that I really started to open up to the realization that I have a mother's heart and it is filled with so much love. And I had a really clear idea of how that mother's heart was going to operate in this world and how my love was going to flow into all these tiny little children, you know, that would come to my family. And there was a moment when I found myself looking around and considering all the children there are in the entire world and the mother heart that I have. And I realized that I was binding my ability to share my love because I had a specific way I wanted to do it. And there wasn't anything wrong with that way. And I love mother's love. I love having my daughter and being able to mother her and and love her in that way. 
But because I didn't have a lot of other children to share that love with, I started to realize it did, they didn't have to be mine in order for me to love and nurture. And since then, I found myself just feeling so expansive and so open. And it's a different relationship when you mother, use your mother heart as an aunt or as a friend or as a facilitator or a mentor or a teacher, but it's still that love flowing from you and you can use the the mothering and the love that you have or whatever the skill is that you feel like is maybe kind of closed off in this moment. You can see opportunities where it can flow and it may be in unconventional ways, ways you didn't consider, but it's there all the same. And once I realized that, I remember one day I was sitting in church and there were a lot of children around and I just started to realize that I could smile at those kids. You know, I can offer them a compliment or ask how they're doing and just see them and and just notice like, oh, you, that looks like a new dress or I'm so happy to see you today or that is a really beautiful picture you drew or, you know, whatever it is, just simple things that, you know, kids love to be noticed and having someone caring and kind and safe to notice them and just offer them support for whatever they're doing is really meaningful. And so as I started to explore that and I had volunteered in other areas, you know, in libraries or in hospitals. And so that had always kind of been my tendency but I hadn't seen it as me having an abundance of love and being able to express it abundantly until that moment. And once I did, it really shifted things because I realized that this space where I was feeling so much lack and so keenly feeling a sense of scarcity that I could flip it and there could be a measure of abundance there. But it took changing my mindset around it. This is another quote by Deepak Chopra around this. But he says, abundance comes from within. It comes from thought, intention, attention, and expectation. So as I changed some of those things, I changed my thoughts. I allowed myself to create some, you know, additional intentions. I gave attention to the places where abundance was happening. And then I changed my expectations around what abundance was going to look like for me in terms of mothering. Then it started to flow and started to flow in beautiful and incredible ways. And it led us to different adventures and different experiences. Um, We ended up supporting a, a child, like sponsoring a child in another country and having the opportunity to meet her and and visit there and and support a school and empower children in that space and it was just such a powerful experience to recognize the ways that love could flow once I stopped binding it and to recognize the way abundance was manifest once I started recognizing it and so in your world whatever that looks like I invite you to notice where you currently experience abundance where are the spaces where things are abundant. And maybe you're not to the point yet where you're flipping it, but maybe you're just noticing the sky and how abundant it is or nature and the abundance of rhythm. Maybe you're noticing something abundant in the way you feel or an outlook or the love that comes to you. Just tune in. The important thing is to notice the feeling and tune in to what it feels like. 
And then my second point is to allow abundance to look different than you think it will. So I touched on that with my story. But one of the ways that we can really, really connect with abundance is to allow it instead of trying to force it. Sometimes it takes really zeroing out our perspective and looking at things with a broader lens in order to see abundance. If we're really fixed on a certain way, like Helen Keller was talking about, if we are so focused on the door that we can't see the window, then we're going to miss it. But a lot of times those doors are right there. I mean, literally like the, the, the door that is available to us or the 15 doors that are available to us, they're right there. If we just try and stop trying to take the one that's not open. One of the things that learning to have abundance has taught me is to think of life a little bit like a treasure hunt and how when we are looking for abundance, we're not maybe looking for a specific Uh, experience of it. We're looking for the felt sense of it. And that's what helps us understand that we are experiencing it. I hope that makes sense that when we have like an idea about abundance looks like if it's like this is a certain amount in my checking account, or I'm going to have this many degrees, or I'm going to be able to have this many talents or skills, then we might miss out on the abundance that's already present because so often abundance isn't something like we're hoarding or collecting or working at. It's just something that's already there and we have to just see it for what it is. And so I'll ask myself, where is the abundance here? Like where is the space where things feel open and expansive? And if I can't feel it, like I mentioned before, one of my go-tos is to go outside and look at the sky because the sky is always abundant and it's always there. And it can always remind me that there's so much more than what I can frequently see in a given moment. And so giving myself the space to look at the sky and access abundance again is really helpful. I also consider abundance from a love perspective and the love that I feel in my own life from people around me. That's another way that I really tune into that felt sense of abundance. So again, finding what that sense feels like in your body and just like allowing it and just like holding off judgment on it. Don't grasp at it. Just let it be what it is so that you know what abundance feels like. Recognize it and then acknowledge that it is going to be present for you in so many places, even in this crazy year where so many things feel scarce and so many opportunities are limited. There is so much abundance. And so if we can find the ways that it is existing and if we can notice where it is in our own lives and then allow it to manifest itself in other areas of our lives and then recognize it through that felt sense, recognize, oh my gosh, I'm experiencing abundance right now. This is abundance. This is abundant for me. And so many times we can look to our gifts and like the talents that we have and feel a sense of abundance. And so if you're feeling kind of blocked or having trouble accessing it, or you haven't connected with any of the examples that I've shared today, think of the talents that you have. Think of the things that you love and enjoy, and then consider abundance as like a trait that accompanies something around that talent. So if you love music, you have an abundance of love for music or an abundance of opportunity to share love through music or share peace through music, share 
inspiration through me, you know, whatever it is that you, that music does for you, you have an opportunity to create that feeling or that sense for other people by using music. Or say you're really good at teaching, you have an abundance of opportunity to share wisdom or to make knowledge accessible to other people. So again, the abundance isn't a specific thing. It's in op- The abundance is in the opportunity. And so when you can feel that expansiveness and go from that closed off place into that more expansive space, that's the magic. That's when you learn to see it, tune into it, and then consistently recognize where it is with that acknowledgement that it will probably look different than what you saw. But in my experience, when we follow abundance and when we tune into it and allow ourselves to be guided by the spaces in our lives that are abundant, things really shift and we experience abundance in more and more places. And then aspects of abundance start to become normalized to us. And that's just a state that we operate in much of the time. I want to close with another quote by Deepak Chopra, who's so good at abundance mindset. He says, every time you're tempted to react in the same old way, ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future. And especially after this year, I would invite each of us to find abundance each day in 2021 and allow ourselves to overcome those conditioned responses and not be a prisoner of the past, not be a prisoner of this year and of its scarcity but instead pioneer a future that contains abundance and that allows us to see abundance where it is and lead us forward into a life and into a perspective that allows us to grow, allows us to feel peace and purpose and a sense of meaning and fulfillment. I wish you the happiest new year and I'll see you in 2021.